Hello, truth seekers. Before we begin today's episode, I want to tell you about Abide. Abide is an app that helps you meditate on God's word. If you struggle with anxiety or just falling asleep at night, the Abide app will help you focus and spend time meditating on God's word. For a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you visit abide.co forward slash seekers. Get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co slash seekers. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Support this show and get 25% off by going to abide.co forward slash truthseekers. That's A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash truthseekers to download the Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription and use the preferred promo code truthseekers. Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, hello, truth seekers and welcome back. It's hard to believe we've made our way this far through the Old Testament. Do you know that we are almost done learning about the history of the Israelites in the Old Testament? In today's episode, we are going to learn about one final thing that Nehemiah did while he was in Jerusalem. Remember, Nehemiah was the man who returned to Jerusalem and helped the people rebuild the wall surrounding the capital city of Jerusalem. He was a man of faith and integrity. He faithfully obeyed the Lord's calling to lead the people to rebuild the wall. In fact, once the wall had been finished, Nehemiah, along with the other Israelites, had a celebration to dedicate the wall to the Lord. Here is Nehemiah's account of what happened. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, for the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. One was to proceed on top of the wall to the right, toward the gates, with musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God. Ezra, the teacher of the law, led the procession. And at the fountain gate, they continued directly up the steps of the city of David on the ascent to the wall and passed above the site of David's palace to the water gate on the east. The second choir proceeded in the opposite direction and I followed them on top of the wall. Together with half of the people, the two choirs then proceeded to walk towards the house of God, the temple of God, and so did I, and they took their places inside the temple, together with half of the officials as well as the priest, and the choirs sang. And on that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing on that day in Jerusalem could be heard far away. And at that time, I appointed men to be in charge of the storerooms for the contributions, the first fruits, and the tithes from the people. From the fields around the towns, the Israelites were to bring into the storerooms the portions required by the law for the priests and the Levites. 
You see, God had commanded that the Israelites give a portion of their crops to the priest and Levites since they served and lived at the temple. They performed the service of their God and the service of purification, as did also the musicians and gatekeepers, according to the commands of David and his son Solomon. For long ago, in the days of King David and Asaph, there had been directors for the musicians to lead in the worship at the temple and the praise of the people. They led the songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. And so Nehemiah continued in the tradition of King David as he once again called forth the musicians to come and to sing and to praise at the temple. It must have been exciting for the people to hear praise and worship again unto the Lord as their voices lifted in song. It had been years decades of so much time living in exile of the people wondering when would they return home when would they return back to their promised land and now God had fulfilled his promise and here they were singing once again the songs of old the psalms that David had written the songs of worship unto the king the Lord their God Nehemiah also had the Israelites contribute to the daily portions for the musicians and the gatekeepers. They set aside the portion for other Levites and the Levites who worked at the temple and all of the descendants of Aaron. Nehemiah made sure that the proper offerings and tithes were given to the workers inside the gates at the house of the Lord. It was all an act of worship unto the Lord. When the celebration and dedication of the wall was complete, Nehemiah returned to Persia to continue his work under King Artaxerxes. And while he was gone, he placed a man named Eliashib, the priest, to be in charge of the temple and the storerooms where all of the offerings were to be kept. But while Nehemiah was gone, Eliashib had allowed a man named Tobiah to live in one of the storehouse rooms within the temple. Now, you may or may not remember the name Tobiah, but Tobiah was one of the original men who had scorned and mocked Nehemiah and his work on the wall. Tobiah had been a troublemaker and tried to interfere with and stop the work of the rebuilding of the wall. And here, Eliashib had cleared out a storeroom where God's offerings were to be kept and instead decorated it and set it up to be a room, a home for Tobiah to live. Now, what do you think Nehemiah will do when he finds out that this same Tobiah was now allowed to live in a room within the temple of God? Here are Nehemiah's words. While all this was going on, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Sometime later, I asked his permission and came back to Jerusalem. Here I learned about the evil thing Eliashib had done in providing Tobiah a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and threw all Tobiah's household goods out of the rooms, and then I put back into them the equipment of the house of God with the grain offerings and the incense. I also learned that the portions assigned to the Levites had not been given to them, and that all the Levites and singers responsible for the service had gone back to their own fields. So I rebuked the officials and asked them, Why is the house of God neglected? Why have the Levites left? Then I called them all together and stationed them at their posts. All Judah brought the tithes of grain, new wine, and oil into the storerooms. I put Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and a Levite named Pediah in charge of the storerooms and made men their assistants who were trustworthy. They were made responsible for distributing the supplies to their brothers, the Levites, who worked at the temple. 
Nehemiah said, remember me for this, O my God, and do not blot out what I have so faithfully done for the house of my God and its services. You remember, true seekers, that Nehemiah was a man of God. And for him to come back and see that the house of the Lord, the temple, was not being kept up like it should be, grieved his spirit. He knew that the temple was the place where the presence of the Lord was to be dwelt. And in allowing a man like Tobiah to live inside the temple was defiling the house of God. And to see that the Levites had gone home and were no longer taking care of the house of the Lord, this grieved Nehemiah's heart. And that's when he prayed, remember me, God. Remember me for the faithfulness that I have done for your house. But that was not the only thing that would grieve Nehemiah's heart as he returned back to Jerusalem. He looked around and he saw people in Judah working on the Sabbath. They were treading wine presses on the Sabbath, bringing in grain and loading it on donkeys, together with wine, grapes, figs, and all other kinds of loads. They were bringing all this into Jerusalem on the Sabbath, the day the Lord had commanded them to rest, to remember Him, to worship Him. They were working. They were more concerned about work than they were about rest. Therefore, I warned them against selling food on that day. People from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them in Jerusalem on the Sabbath to the people of Judah. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this wicked thing you are doing, desecrating the Sabbath day? Didn't your ancestors do the same thing so that our God brought all this calamity on us and on this city? Now you are stirring up more wrath against Israel by desecrating the Sabbath? Nehemiah was worried. He was worried because he remembered before the Israelites had been exiled to Babylon, God had warned them. God had warned them to keep the Sabbath day holy, to remember him, to worship him, to not work, but to give him honor and worship and praise on the Sabbath day. But the people, not only were they worshiping idols, they forgot to worship God on the Sabbath. They turned it into another day of work. And so Nehemiah looked around and saw his fellow Israelites disregarding God's command to honor the Sabbath day, and his heart was grieved. When evening shadows fell on the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I ordered the doors to be shut and not opened until the Sabbath was over. I stationed some of my own men at the gates so that no load could be brought in. No work could be done on the Sabbath day. Once or twice, the merchants and sellers of all kinds of goods spent the night outside Jerusalem. But I warned them and said, why do you spend the night by the wall? If you do this again, I will arrest you. From that time on, they no longer came on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and go and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. You see, Nehemiah was a man of action. He was a leader. He saw that the people needed correction and guidance. And so he shut the gates on the Sabbath and did not allow any merchant, anyone to come in to sell or to do business on the Sabbath day. He placed a guard around the Sabbath day so that the people would remember God's command to worship him and him alone on the Sabbath. Remember me, Nehemiah said, my God, and show mercy to me according to your great love. And so Nehemiah restored proper worship unto God on the Sabbath and reminded the people of the importance of keeping God's covenant that he had made to them. Dear True Seekers, what truth did you find as you were listening today? What truth can we learn from this story? 
One of the most important things we can learn from Nehemiah is that our worship unto the Lord is so important. There are two things Nehemiah did in this story that established proper worship unto the Lord for the Israelites. The first thing was restoring tithing. Can you say tithe? To tithe means to give a portion of what we earn or what we make back to the Lord. It's an act of worship. It's saying, God, I understand that you gave me everything I have, and so I'm going to give back to you a portion of what you've given to me. It's an act of giving, of being generous, because God is generous and God gives. So when we tithe, when we give a portion of what we make, we're reflecting God because we're giving back to Him what He has given to us. And so Nehemiah restored tithing and and giving of the first fruits. A first fruit means for the people, the first of their crops. When they would grow crops, whether that was fruit or grain, they would bring the very first of what they grew, of their harvest, to the temple. And those first fruits of whatever it was, whatever their crop was, was brought to the temple so that the Levites and the priests who worked there could have something to live off of. It was a way of also providing for the workers at the temple. And so Nehemiah restored full worship in the temple by allowing the people to bring their tithes to the very room that Nehemiah had kicked Tobias out of as the people would bring a portion of their crops or cattle or oil or wine. God promised them that he would bless them as their hearts were willing to give. When the people gave back a portion of their earning to God, it showed him that they were thanking him and trusting him as the one who had provided those things for them in the first place. God has given you provision. He provides jobs. He provides money for food and clothing. And when we give back to him a portion of that, we are saying that we trust him. We are thankful to him that he was the one who gave those things to us in the first place. And just like the crops and the cattle and the oil and and the wine went to help supply the Levites and the priests at the temple, so our offerings and our tithes go to help other believers around the world who need help. And it goes to help build up the church and and the workers who work at the church. And so a true seeker is someone who loves to give and to share just as Nehemiah commanded his fellow Israelites to do. One other truth, one other way we see Nehemiah restoring worship is that he restored proper honor of the Sabbath day. Do you remember that one of the Ten Commandments says to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy? God rested on the seventh day of creation, and he has commanded that we also keep a day of rest. On that day we rest, and we also we remember him. For many people in the church today, that day is Sunday, and for some that day is Saturday. The point is that God wants us to take a day of rest to be in his house or to be at church with other believers, to worship him and remember him and learn about him. A Sabbath day reminds us to slow down and not let the busy busyness of life or success or all that we think we have to do get in the way of worshiping God and placing him
Him as first in our lives. When I worship the Lord on the Sabbath, when I stop my work and my busyness and I say, Lord, I'm going to spend this day remembering you, observing you, worshiping you, I'm setting Him as first place in my life before I start my work week or before I start my school week or before I start the week. I say, God, I give this day to you. I worship you and I ask you to be in the rest of this week in everything I do. Because the Bible says, Jesus says in the New Testament, to seek God first, to put his kingdom first, and all other things will be added unto us. It's a blessing that God has promised us as we worship him, as we place him first, as we give a portion of what we earn, of what we make back to him. There's blessing in that. God is blessed when we worship him through observing a Sabbath day and also by giving him a portion of our earnings through our tithe. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Nehemiah chapters 12 and 13. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, you are worthy of our worship. God, help us to never get so busy that we forget to take time to simply worship you. We are thankful for the body of Christ, which is the church that we get to be a part of. God, help us not to be like the Israelites who became so busy they forgot to remember the Sabbath day as a day of rest and worship unto you. Help us to remember to go to your house each week to worship with other believers, to glorify your name, to learn more about you. We know you will be blessed as we do that. And help us to live generously, to give back to you because you've been so faithful to give us everything we have. Show us how we can give a portion of what we make and earn back to you so that it can bless and use it to help others. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I have just a couple reviews today to read for you. This review says, thank you for making these podcasts. My kids have been begging me to write a review. They love listening to them as we go to sleep. And as parents, we are so grateful to have something biblically sound to offer them. The kids can't settle on a favorite because they enjoy them all so much. Thank you for this blessing to our family. And this is from Malachi, Lucas, Elijah, and Kaylee White. Well, hi, Malachi, Lucas, Elijah, and Kaylee, thank you all so much for listening. And um, I just love to hear that you love to listen to it as you go to sleep at night. All right, this message comes from Catalina. She says, hi, my name is Catalina and I am nine years old. My brother and I love your podcast. We listen to them every night. When we are done and listen to the last episode, we start it from the beginning. Your podcasts are super. Please never stop making these podcasts. Also, this is my first time sending you a note. When you read everyone's letter, I think in my mind, I should send her a letter too. Love, Catalina. Well, thank you, Catalina, for stepping out and sending me a letter and letting me know how much you love the podcast. I love that you guys re-listen to the episodes after you listen to them. And this message says, hello, my name is Chloe. I am six years old and I live in Michigan. I listen to True Seekers at nighttime and while I'm playing Play-Doh. And it is really peaceful to know that God loves me. I like True Seekers because it, it really helps me go to sleep. My favorite story is Joash, the seven-year-old king. Well, thank you, Chloe, for that. I think um, Joash, the seven-year-old king, is actually a very popular episode. So thank you for writing that and for letting me know that you love to listen to the podcast. All right, everyone, keep the reviews coming. I love reading them. I love sharing them. I love hearing how the podcast is ministering to you and your families. Thanks for joining me, and I look forward to our time together next week.